Okay. Um, welcome to Movie Club. That's the show you're watching. Obvio. Uh, today, we are reviewing the movie platform. We're on level you, you, 64. Obvio. Obvio. You probably read the platform was the title of the movie because that's the title is in the show before you click it. Obvio. <laughs> I need you to stop using my word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You make an agreement. I, I will stop saying that. Uh, Yeah. Why is there zebra? Uh, there we go. The screen was wonky for us. It didn't affect you guys, but now everything is copacetic. I feel good. And you got to feel good. We were talking about this movie, the feel good movie of the summer, mm-hmm. the platform 2019, 2020, depending on what part of the world you live in. Okay. Uh, you can watch this movie on Netflix. This is the movie we're talking about today on Movie Club. Yeah. Hit it! Movie Club. Dude, it's copyright infringement. What? That's I somebody, made that up. That's somebody else's theme you song. Can't, uh, you can't ape a theme song in the first 45 seconds. I, I d- I'll look into that. I think yeah, I made so that get, one we're up. Demonetized. That might be mine. Well, it's the Mike O'Malley Clause of 1776. <laughs> but Damn we'll, it. We'll go into it later. It's okay. So today's movie is my pick. Um, I watched this movie uh, when it came out. It was recommended on Netflix. And I remember enjoying it. But then I rewatched it for this episode and realized I didn't actually remember very much of this movie at all. Hmm. Oh. Because I forgot how... Uh, like violent and disgusting it was. Mm. You know, it was. I was I remembered like all the social commentary. Oh, cool premise. Oh yeah. But uh this movie is uh dark. <laughs> it is dark. It's a little on the darker side. <laughs> so that was, you know, where I was coming from recommending this week's pick. What did you guys think? Um, you know, you said you before I watched it, like, hey, do you want me to like, tell you what it's about ever and i said no that's why yeah. i'm going completely blind Same which here. is what i did i and, did too when and I i'm glad that i d- went into it that way i don't know how i would have expected you to describe it you probably would have done a good job with it but this i really didn't know it was like a sci-fi thing or a prison thing i, d- I had no idea what i was looking in you know walking into yeah yeah it's so, called the platform so, yeah Someone told me in passing, I, I don't know why this always, not to derail your story, but people always tell me the wrong shit about movies. Oh. And someone told me, yeah, I think it's a zombie thing. Okay. I, I feel like every time I recommend a movie, you get a, like a red herring on what the movie Dude, actually seriously. is. Seriously. I, I can trace it all the way back to There Will Be Blood. Dude, this guy goes, fuck, he's an oil tech who goes fucking psycho. I think he kills a bunch of people. So I'm sitting there going like, it's not a very good killer. He's <laughs> not doing that much. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying. Well, um, what I so yeah, watching this movie, I was I was you went in cold. I was watching in cold. I was watching in my office, and I just started it before a day at work here, and I was waiting for people to show up. And Derek, I think you came in like four minutes into the movie, but okay. already I was like, oh, like I was already interested within the first four minutes. So, and it never really let up for me. I was interested. The whole, I was disgusted many times. Yeah, but I was always interested. So. You know, this, again, is a movie I never would have watched had it not been for Movie Club. So I like a movie that you that is almost designed for you to go in cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I think this is one of those movies. It's like a certain movie where the character just wakes up in a situation and you're right there with him. Like he doesn't know what room he's in. 
And I don't know what room he's in either. So let's just figure this out together. Right. I like kind of movies that, you know, take that route. And then, you know, he's asking the guy his cellmate questions. And the guy's like, I'm not asking any more questions. But, but as a viewer, I'm like, but I need you to. Because yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Uh, so other than this was a zombie movie. Did you yeah, I'm Did you start it thinking it was a zombie movie? No, because I think I mentioned that to someone else here. And oh. they were like, yeah, it's not. Okay. I didn't know anything else. Yeah. Zombie movie, it's not a zombie movie. Why would there be that confusion? But anyway, uh, I think they were remembering, um, not to jump ahead too much, I think they were remembering someone eating flesh and that burned in their brain. Oh. I think. It's not to get ahead of ourselves. But um, as soon as it started, I was stoked because uh, I love a good original premise, weird premise. That's what I'm all about. A plot that is hinged on some weird gimmick. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to make a whole movie about this? Like, you know what I mean? That to me, yeah. that to me is what stokes my, what do you call it? Imagination, whatever, is that you could take something that doesn't exist in reality. Here's a weird gimmick. I bet we can make a whole movie out of this. That to me, that's the creative spirit to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? It yeah. does. So I, I saw it and I'm like, yeah, oh, also, this is what it's about. Yeah. You know, as a independent filmmaker ourselves, yeah. I look at something like this and this thing like, oh, this is genius because you had a couple sets. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you had like two. Yeah. But you were Three, able maybe. to keep make it seem like it wasn't that. Yeah. And I was like enthralled the entire time. And yeah. so I love the creativity of just that alone where it's like, totally. I think, yeah. like, oh, we could have made this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember if this is the high concept pitch or the low concept pitch. I think it's the high concept type of movie where. You can describe this movie in two sentences or three sentences and somebody can think of like, oh, yeah, there's at least two hours worth of a movie there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and uh, I agree. I like movies like that. They tend to be a little campy. You know, you can't do uh, that for the movie Tar, you know. Right. I guess you could, but you you kind of wouldn't capture the whole essence of Tar. But with this movie, the platform, you can capture the essence in the three-sentence summation of the film, and I'll give it to our audience right now. The Platform is a movie about this weird prison that is stacked vertically, and uh, every day, once a day, a platform full of food descends through the prison. So the people at the top can eat as much as they want, but the people at the bottom... Get the leftovers. Get get what's left over. Get what's there. And oftentimes, there is nothing left over. And that is what this movie is about. A guy goes into this. He just wakes up in a room and has to figure this all out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, as a viewer, it's great because you're right there with him. He's level 48, I believe, at the beginning. And you see this thing of food get lowered, and it's like, ew. It looks like someone took a trash can and just dumped it out on a thing. And it's like the other guy's just eating, like, ravenously. And it's like, I wouldn't touch that. You know, then then he sees an apple that's like pristine. He's like, okay, that I would eat. And he like, he's like, I'll save it for later. And I just love like it instantly for me. It was like my mindset was like, well, if it's a thing of food running out, then you just take the food off and then just keep it for later, which is what I've been known to do in my life. They'll attest, especially apples. We, we literally had the same situation that happens in this movie happen to us when we traveled overseas. And yeah, the temperature got real hot in that room. <laughs> so so wait, wait. First of all, in this movie, if you take yeah. food off the platform, yeah. they will like smoke you out. They'll either turn the temperature up, boil you, or turn it down cold, freeze you. It's, it's, yeah. it's an automatic system. Until you throw the food back throw down it, to the platform. Throw it in the hole. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, but yeah. So your story. No, my, my, whoever we, wants to tell we, it, Rocco can we say. got uh, we were flying back from Scotland, I think, or something overseas, and uh, got he- held in deeper and deeper levels of security uh, till we found out it was because Sean ha- kept a turkey sandwich across multiple flights. I didn't know you can do there that. There was a free turkey sandwich, and he was about to enter the U.S. And they're like, "Yo, you got meats on you." Yeah. The, what, what's all those poultry in your pocket? Yeah, and, I d- uh, I didn't know you couldn't. I mean, I didn't want the. I didn't want. <laughs> I, I got you know, in trouble. We all get mad at each other. It happens. It's bound to happen. We've been doing this twenty years. We it's bound to happen. But Sean, I will say, top three times I've been that married. because oh. I get so weird about flights and schedules and whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking at our thing like we're gonna miss our fucking connecting flight to the U.S. Yeah. It's, it's about to happen. What is going on here? And then when they came in, did someone have a turkey sandwich? I'm like, oh, my you can get this mad. Guy. You know what? No, that because that's me as like a, an accident. Who knew? You know, if I if this had happened today after I learned a lesson, then I will let you be mad I think, at me. I but think right I, now, no. I think I growled to you. I'll buy you a fucking turkey sandwich. You did Let's say go. that. I do remember that. I think, yeah, you, you did. So I'm just saying. Well, I'm yeah. confessing. Okay, well, thank Derek, you. Derek, you were off the hook. As you were good. this movie proves, when food is involved, yeah. you know, it's the, See the how tempers it gets? flare. The, the temperature goes up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> um, we're, we will sum up this movie, but, yeah, I mean, on the surface, this movie is uh, a lot of social commentary, obviously. Yes. The people at the top get as much as they can handle, more than they can handle, and the people at the bottom get very little and you know i think at one point they even say like if people just ate their allotted amount the normal amount everyone would get food yeah but no one does that you know yeah um so uh yeah we'll get into it unless there's anything else you guys wanted to say just about your first impressions of this movie no, no, I'm sorry. I gave a little bit of a spoiler ahead of time, but that, you know what? You should be watching it by now. You should have watched it. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't watched it, you can pause this and find it on Netflix and come back and watch this when you're done because we're gonna spoil the whole thing starting now. So yeah, the movie um, it's from Spain. It's a Spanish film. I watched oh. it in Spanish with subtitles. I don't know if you yes. guys I, put it was in it English. another option. Was there an English option? There's always options. Oh yeah, I didn't Netflix. do that. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't subtitles. know. I, yeah, I watched it subbed. Um, yeah, the main character, I believe his name is. Gorang, um, it's not a Spanish word. It's um, yeah, yeah it, is, it is that, but I don't know. How, yeah, I, I know, don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I think I looked it up, and I don't know what language it is. Like you know, something like Bali or something like that. Um, it means fried. I was reading like about <laughs> all the um, because this movie is such a social commentary. There's a lot of symbolism in this movie, um, and a lot of characters represent different like types of people in society. And this dude is just your average Joe, uh, wakes up in this room. And at the beginning of the movie, we don't even really know if this is a prison. You know, it's just like a weird room. And there's this old guy sitting across from him. Um, and as Sean said, he's asking questions. And this guy is very short with him and always answers with the word obviously. But he says it in Spanish, so it's obvio. Obvio. I don't uh, think you can watch this movie without adapting uh, the word obvio into your I like, have been saying that. Like permanent obvio. vocabulary. Obvio. <laughs> obvio. Obvio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I do want to say to that point, though, uh, I was so happy. I, You know, you never, sometimes you're never, uh, you never quite know how much uh, language class you retain from high school, but... I was really proud. I can't speak Spanish for the life of me. If you told me, if you put a gun in my head to speak Spanish, couldn't do it. But 
I looked away a couple times during this movie and I was like, oh yeah, they're asking what his favorite food is. They're asking, wow. I'm like, oh, th- some of this is still in there. So I had a proud couple moments. Of you. That. Not many, but a couple. <laughs> nice. A few. Anyway. Uh, well, I'm proud of you. Thank and, you know, the whole uh, San Diego, you know, this being a border town, border community, our, <laughs> our Latino community is proud of you as well. Thank I you. sometimes think about my choice to take French in high school. I was like, what the fuck was I doing? Why did I do that? I'm so close to Mexico. You can just learn Spanish. Just go to go hang out close to Mexico. Yeah, that's true. Just go to Home Depot and hang out with all of the the Spanish speakers there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I when I was shouldn't uh, say that. That's actually a little when I was risque. Well, I was driving uh, just, you know, downtown and I pointed out, I'm like, oh, that's Mexico to Becca. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you didn't realize that we're like, we're like right, we are right there. (laughs) Mexico is right there. It is. It's like uh, six miles from where we are right now. Yeah. So pretty close. Uh, anyways, moving on. Hey, you go watch this movie if you want to brush up on your Spanish. Uh, so Gorang wakes up in this prison cell and across from him is uh, this older man whose name I can't remember because it's kind of like long. It's like four syllables. Starts with a T. It's like a uh, Trismagasu or something like that. You me of a toad, this man. Yeah, kind of. He's he's like um, great thing to hear. Uh, you know, <laughs> he kind of talks like you know, a little I, yeah. Short I know what you mean. Like a little, he's always squinched over like this. You know, I don't know. Was it Tri- Trimagasi? Yes. Have, yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay, right. the actor who played that, his name is, this looks like a Power Rangers character, Zorion. Yeah, Zorion. Zorion Eguilor. Zorion. That's a cool name, actually. I'm 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 digging that. Hmm. Yeah, uh, this guy has been in the prison for a, a long time. It's obvious. And he tells our main character, like, this is kind of telling him, like, hey, you're really lucky. Like, we're on level 48, as you uh, already said, Sean. He's like, this is a good level. He's being kind of cryptic. He's not really revealing a lot of information, um, too much information. And, you know, it, it uh, it's probably because we come to later find out that he's had problems with his cellmates in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't want to say too much about what he's been up to in this prison. Yeah. Also, I feel like you'll find out later why. But, like, he maybe doesn't want to become friendly with his cellmates because of what may have to happen to them. You know, so, like, he's, like, purposely closing himself off being like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably going to eat you later. So we shouldn't get in, you know, too close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. Pretty soon, the the namesake of the movie arrives, the platform. It starts descending. Um, You know, a red light hits the room, and uh, Trismagasi, I think his name is. Yeah. Trismagasi. Trismagasi. Big T throws a pillow on the ground next to the hole in the middle of the room, and this platform descends. And yeah, it's covered in trash, as you already said. Uh, Goring, the main character, kind of calculates, like, we're on level 44. It's two people per level. That means 90, uh, you know, 96 people. This is 96 people's leftovers that we're picking through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to eat anything. He takes the apple. We kind of hear that rule about how the room is going to heat up if he saves any food. So he throws it away. And this first scene kind of just sets the tone for the rest of the movie. They've just like established the rules for this prison system that we're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Then we get some flashback about why this guy is here. And uh, he's like... You know, it's like a sci-fi movie. He's doing like weird interviews, weird tests. He keeps asking the people like, so I've been accepted. And they're like, no, we're not going to, you know, uh, we'll, we'll let you know when you've yeah. been accepted. Yeah, I still don't quite get, <laughs> I don't get it really why he, he said he wanted to read a book and quit smoking. 
is what he says, but it's like, this can't be it. Like, this is like, do you just not know what this was going to be? Or like, what? He didn't know. Is that, okay. We'll talk about kind of, because I feel like there's a lot to break down and analyze about who these characters are and why they do what they do. Yeah. So yeah, just real quick to get into it. You find out that he's coming into this prison system for six months so that he could get an accredited degree Mm -hmm. and become a professor. And in this futuristic society, we don't really see any of this society outside of this building. Yeah. We don't know what it's like, but we can assume that, you know, I don't know really what to take away from this. Like, how do you get a professor's degree that's worth anything if you just sat in a prison I, for it? I don't know. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's some analysis out there that will tell you what that's supposed to represent. Um, but all we know about these prisoners is that at least Goring uh, is able to come in here voluntarily I don't I don't know if the others are. Some people are in here voluntarily. Yeah. Maybe, maybe others aren't. They don't really they don't actually really uh express if people are being punished in here. Well, maybe I mean the 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 His cellmate seems yeah. to have committed a crime. Yeah, he killed a person by accident, but he did. By accident. So mm-hmm. they were like you can go to like the mental asylum or you can come here. Yeah, for a less I think for a shorter amount of time or so, something like that. So again, it was voluntary. That's true. You, you know, know, you're kind of right. So, yeah, I guess you're right. So it, there's there's an element to here to analyze that this is like a self-imposed yeah. system. But it's voluntary until you're accepted in and it's no longer voluntary. They, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, they create their own hell. Yes. Yeah. And they even say at one point in the movie, Goring uh, speculates to another character, like, uh, maybe this isn't a prison. Maybe this is just like a smaller like version of society. It's like a Maybe it's like an experiment. You know, maybe it's like a test. Yeah, he kind of yeah. says that maybe this is not a prison. Maybe this is like, a, you know, just a and I think, again, that's to kind of reinforce the point that this movie is kind of an allegory for society. Mm-hmm. So this is a system that people willingly buy into. Basically, um, he's here to get a degree and we find out that every prisoner can bring one item in with them. And he brought a book. He brought a copy of Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. And his uh, his cellmate laughs because he's like, I've seen people bring a lot of things in here. Knives, baseball bats, golf clubs. I've never seen anybody bring a book. Yeah. Uh, his cellmate tells a story. We've kind of already mentioned it. He watched TV and got obsessed with this knife sharpening device uh, and bought it. But then they start they sold a self sharpening knife. It's funny because he refers to Billy Mays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> Is it Billy yeah. Mays? Yeah, he talks about how it was this salesman who was super charismatic and he could sell anything. And then that brown bearded salesman oh. had another item that he was going to sell. Yeah. And, it, and it was like the type of items he was describing and the brown bearded salesman. It, to me, it was like, well, this is clearly like That's Billy. Interesting. Mays. Yeah, totally. Billy Mays. R.I.P. Yeah. Billy. We I miss you. I forgot. I thought I know. Greatest pitch man. It's been a while time. since still, I thought about Billy Mays. We still have Vince offer, though. So it's not. You know, yeah, it's I guess. True. not as good, though. Uh, this old man got so enraged at the idea that he like was swindled by the uh, by Billy Mays that he took his TV and threw it out the window and the TV landed on a on a person. And so now here he is. Um, he could either go to the insane asylum or he could come here. He chose here. What did he bring with him? He brought the self sharpening knife that he bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy's like kind of crazy. Our main character starts to realize like, oh, I may. And again. Maybe he didn't know what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thought like, yeah, this is just a retreat and I'm just going to go do some therapy, quit smoking and read my yeah, book. Yeah. Now he's like, I'm in here with a crazy person with a knife. Yeah. 
And uh, this guy basically tells him, like, we're going to live on this level. We're going to eat 94 people's leftovers for one month. And then at the end of the month, they're going to shuffle the whole vertical system. And we're going to find out what level we go on next. And you gotta, you should pray that it's a high level. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I've been on the lower levels. And I don't want to tell you what happens down there. Right. Um, so that's kind of like the first act. These guys hang out for a month. It's like a montage. They hang out and they they pretty much bond and become yeah. really good friends. It seems like they become friends. They're doing y- naked yoga together. They're, yeah. you know, just living the dream. Um, so like, you know, I think Goring kind of represents these. I think these guys are all, uh, representing different parts of society, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the main character is kind of like an idealist, you know, he brings a book in here. He's an intellectual. And he even says like right out the gate, like this is barbaric. If everybody just shared, there would not be a problem. Yeah. Here. And then, and the other dude calls kind of calls him out on that. The right? other like- dude is like. <laughs> <laughs> an old man. Yep. Somebody who's Boomer. somebody who's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he even kind of, you know, they become friends. They bond. Yeah. I think he may represent like I was an idealist like you once, but you know what? I've been living in this world right. lo- longer than you have. Yeah. And your idealism isn't going to get you very far, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and the old man, you know, whenever he's done eating, he spits on the oh, food. That pissed me <laughs> off. He pisses on the food down below. He like breaks bottles yeah. into the food. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? And and Goring's always like, why do you do that to the people below? And his answer is like, because they're below. And the people above, they're going to do it to us. Uh-huh. Bastards. Yeah. So it, so it must be done to them. Yeah, I, yeah, that line of him calling them bastards, like you're literally doing that. Like you, you didn't have to do this. This yeah. is like... The allegory for society, yeah. you know, we're all yeah. angry about our place, mm-hmm. but we're all like, you know, we're going to fucking make the best out of it. But sometimes that means shitting on the people below yeah, because we get shit on from above. Uh, I, yeah, because I love when when uh, what's this when uh, Gorang Gorang, I keep wanting to call him Goro. That's Goro. Mortal Kombat. Call him G-Man. Um, G-Man. But uh, yeah, when he's trying to say like just everyone takes their share, we'll be fine. And the, the Trimagasi immediately is like, they, if you're, they don't like communists up there. Like, if you're gonna do that, don't play that card. <laughs> yeah. They don't want communists up there. Yeah. Like immediately, just it's like you're not even hearing out a strategy. It's just, oh, oh no, oh, you're this label. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I've actually read what the director said about this movie, and he says the movie does start as like a takedown on capitalism. Obviously. Yeah. Obvio. Obvio. But he's like, that's not the only political system that we pass commentary sure, on. And yeah. later on in this movie, they do kind of talk about the other options as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after 30 days, gas starts to fill the room. By the way, I love any movie that uses knockout gas. I love the <laughs> knockout gas trope. Can mm-hmm. I just say, knockout gas is not real. I don't know if you know that. I've looked this up. I did not know that. Not, I've looked this up. You could Google oh, okay. this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I challenge huh. you. There is no such thing as knockout gas. Oh my gosh. There's no such thing as knockout gas. Wow. That is a no. that is a movie trope. Oh yeah. that people accept it as real now? Yes. Wow. Now they I've I've read this and like I read that like Russia in the eighties or nineties tried to develop knockout gas. Hmm. They were never successful to do no it. Kidding. With they can they have wow. gases that can not render you unconscious, but it sure. will pretty much like cause brain damage. Yeah. Right? yeah like yeah, it yeah. will fuck you up. It will take you, it will nearly kill you because they're poisoning well, you. Yeah, I know yeah. ether is a thing, but is that that's like a liquid? Even, even putting like the rag over somebody's face 
you'll you can kill them with that. You can cause uh, brain damage. Yeah. This idea that you could fill a room with a gas and put somebody to sleep, yeah, and they're they're just gonna wake up later and go on with their life as if nothing nothing no problems. <laughs> that's a movie trope. What about that's when you're a at the dentist and they give you laughing gas and you get put out? You know, isn't that that? I've never had laughing gas. Uh, I have. Out. Yeah. When they took my wisdom teeth. Yeah. And yeah, they put that thing on you, like, you know, count backwards to 10 and you can get, I got to like seven. And yeah. I remember my last thought, my last thought, which is so weird. I was so at peace. I was like, oh man, if I died right now, I wouldn't even care. I literally thought that. And then I was <laughs> out. <laughs> and then the next second they're like, okay, it's over. Like it was like. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that does exist. So, yeah, yeah, I think you yeah. can, like, put something over somebody's mouth. Mm -hmm. But I think it comes down to, like, it really needs to be a controlled dosage. Yeah, sure. you, yeah you, you, so you can't just fill a room, a room you and can't everyone just passes out. pump a room, exactly yeah. like Rocco said, and the whole room passes out. And then the whole room wakes up the next day and they're totally fine. Yeah. Mm. That is That doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll, I think what does, though... And again, you know, great director handled this perfectly. Uh, in Tenet, Christopher Nolan, uh -huh. there is a, a an art uh, heist, and they go, "Well, what happens if someone breaks in here?" And what do they do? They pump the room with halide gas, and you're thinking, "Oh, you know, well, what we just said doesn't exist." Well, what does halide gas do? It eliminates oxygen from the room, so you do pass out. Oh. Um, you might also die, mm, but you damage. do pass out. So I and I I think that there might be real science behind that. Okay, you just uh, might not wait ever wake up again. Different, but yeah. Maybe. So that's pretty much exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, there is no gas just, that can knock you out well, without it, killing you or causing brain oh, damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, five minutes later it'll kill you. Yeah, but like for uh, a minute it knocks. What you are out. the effects of not having any <laughs> oxygen in the room for four minutes? Uh, <laughs> I was just impressed that something existed that could that could dissipate oxygen that quickly. Yeah, I didn't. I think it exists. I don't think he made that up. Honestly, Why would he make that up? I feel like just side note. Just go with knockout gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're just you're beating around the bush when you're trying to make something <laughs> sound like it's real. When yeah. just I mean we've all accepted knockout gas. Works. Works. Yeah, Although, I yeah. am here saying I love any movie that uses knockout gas. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's a trope that I like. Although intended, it was to it was to remove oxygen to prevent fires of the artwork. So there was a reason. There's a reason. It doesn't. It so doesn't there you matter. go. Yeah, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Uh. Anyways, he wakes up. So they knock him out <laughs> in uh, a bad situation. He wakes up. I think on level. One one seventy seven, or is I, it just seventy seven? It's on this one thirty two. One thirty two. Oh. It's a really low level. It's like uh, two or three times as bad as he already was, and he wakes up tied to his bed because his cellmate woke up early. Woke up early and tells him like, "I've been around, <laughs> and this is for the best. I'm old, and we're not going to be friends for very much longer." Yeah, yeah. and. What to me was, he was still explaining things to him as he's gagged. And what was terrifying to me was you hear the constant screams down there. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, that's people waking up, seeing what level they're on. And it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, that's so scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people are screaming. People are jumping, um, mm -hmm. you know, from the higher levels, which to me is like, these guys are on a level that sucks and the people above them don't even want to live this. Yeah, well. I kind of took it at as like maybe that person was on, you know, 170 and like 
held out for a month, woke up and was on 140. It's like, ah, fuck it. This isn't going to get better for me. I can't do two <laughs> months of this. And then just, you know, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um. So our main character's tied up now. And this guy basically tells them, we're not going to get any food on this level. And they don't. By the time the platform comes down, it's totally empty. And he's like, so... I'm going to keep you here and I'm going to basically his plan is I'm going to cut away little p- pieces of flesh and we're both going to feed off of you. And he's like, because I only have Oof. one more month here and I'm not going to lose. Like I'm not going to lose out in this final month. And he's like, if you cooperate, we can both live. Uh, but this is like not a good situation. Yeah. Having your leg slowly peeled off so you can eat it yourself and that sounds like a bad bad place yeah and i you know what does this represent in the movie what does this represent in society i don't know the idealist is in a situation where his ideals are now out the window now mm-hmm. he's living like hard reality of poverty i guess you know that's what i think this movie is about like the people on the bottom just don't have enough and they become desperate and they do these things that are like not fathomable like, uh, yeah, unthinkable to the people up above mm-hmm. and you know, it's like the people up above, he knew what was going on down there. The whole first month, he was speculating with this guy, like, you did something bad down there. And the guy would tell him, like, no, no, and you know, I didn't. It's not as bad as you think, you know. it's not. But in the back of his mind, you know, it's almost like he didn't want to believe it. Yeah. Until, yeah. until he had to live it. And it was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting that, like, you know, when he's on that higher level, the other, the, his cellmate, yeah. he does act so much better than people below him. And it's like, you literally were just down there. And yeah. it's like, but you have no sympathy for them at all. Mm. Yes. It's, it's just interesting. Two things I feel like we forgot to mention. Uh, at the beginning of this movie, it shows like the most opulent like kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. they, they show where they prepare all the food and it is like beyond five stars. Yeah. It's like seven star, like lobster, caviar. Well, yeah, it's like a uh, red lobster, like that good. Like it just looks that <laughs> it's like good. A, it's like a really nice red lobster. Like a, yeah, a real pretty upscale one. No, uh, it, no, it's really, really, yeah, fancy. You, you find out through the interview process that every single person in this prison has to say what their favorite food is. And yeah. that, that's what is included on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like your favorite food prepared by the best chef in the world. That's what's on this platform. Yeah, but that food will probably never make it to you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if anyone everyone just ate their favorite food and nothing else, yeah, everyone will be set. Your your request is right there. Like what what is perfectly dialed into you, your oh. fair share is right there along with everybody else's fair share. Yeah. But because nobody is satisfied with the thing they asked for themselves. Y- yeah, they requested this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. This is basically the, yeah. this is why we can't have nice things. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was there are a couple like well-known inmates in this prison. And one of them is this woman who descends the platform every month. Uh, she rides down it every month because they say she's looking for her child who is lost somewhere in this prison. That shot scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That first, I mean, it, it's just the platform coming down and you don't think anything, but there's a fucking person just sit, like, like the girl from the ring. Yeah. It's just sitting there on the food. And it's like, what the fuck? Oh, it scared <laughs> me. And his roommate uh, tells him like, don't trust this woman because every month she murders her cellmate in the hopes that in the next month she gets placed with a new cellmate and it's her kid. Yeah. And every month when it's not her kid, she'll murder her cellmate and then she'll just ride down this elevator looking for her kid. 
Um, and the the guy, the idealist, the main character, he's like nice to her. Like, hey, can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you need? She goes down to the next platform. They basically try to rape her. Yeah. Um, and he's like scared for her. And then she murders those guys and gets back on the platform. And I think he kind of realizes like, yeah, this world's more fucked up than I'm prepared for. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a more fucked up place than I'm uh, than I'm ready for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now he's on a lower level. Um, and he's basically being used as food. He's being, you know, his cellmate tells him, like, I can't even kill you because then the meat will go rotten. So I'm just going to have to harvest you like a snail. There's this, like, escargot snail motif. That yeah, because really he even said that was his favorite food, was escargot. Yeah, it reappears throughout the film. I don't know what the snail thing is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, that did keep coming up. You know up. what? I wonder what... A movie similar, not similar, but with the same... Thing of this was delicatessen, yeah. And that whole there's a ghost film, snail guy. Remember that? Yeah, remember snail the snail guy? guy? Yeah, loving snails too. And that was like his whole. How could like you sit in that, that room? How could you diss that movie? The, the <laughs> snail <laughs> room was legendary. Delicatessen. What is interesting though? Um, they both I, like have that sort of as a theme. I've put. Oh yeah. I, I you know when it comes to escargot, it's like snails are the last thing I'm personally gonna eat. Right when you see a snail, it's like one of the. That's a disgusting bug. Have you ever had it? No, I've never I was had just going to ask you guys. I've had it. Okay. I've had it too. I'm going to say, I'm assuming it's delicious. I'm assuming it's expensive. Yeah, I I was at a, I was at actually the Paris in yeah. Vegas, and <laughs> someone I know ordered it, and then they offered me a. So what's a it like? Tell me and the people at home. Is that who? It was had very buttery because I think yes. it is covered in butter and more chewy than I wanted it to be, and yeah. I didn't really like it. Was it garlicky? A little garlicky. Buttery, garlicky. What about you, Rocco? It's so funny because I was about to say my place was a little touristy, so maybe, and then you said Paris and Las Vegas. So I'm like, all right, we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, at Epcot, they had a, a big festival and the in the um, Paris, uh, France Pavilion, whatever. Um, they they were like, you can try it. It's kind of expensive, but you could try it. And same buttery, kind of chewy, kind of garlicky, whatever. Oh, I thought it was all right. You know, I, I wasn't like craving it. Do you suck it out of the shell? Do you crunch the no, shell? No, I had a little fork. Yeah, yeah. I had it in like, you know, uh, just like, I no. had it in a thing and it came with a bread thing too. And yeah, had it together. And but uh, it was fine. It, yeah, but it's like, I've had a piece of chicken, you know, yeah. or anything else. I, it, I was yeah. stoked I tried it. And it's then like I was I like, ate, oh, I'm um, good. <laughs> oysters the first time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, don't, I feel the this same. This isn't my jam. I am a seafood nut. To love it all. But that, yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, I could have had something else. So I think what the escargot represents is like uh, being elevated from a worthless snail. Like literally yeah. like a bottom feeding slug gets stepped on by everyone. And nobody yeah. cares. people have no hesitation of stepping on a snail. To being elevated to one of the most expensive yeah. cuisine, going up the floors. At, yeah, you're <laughs> rare at you know going up the floors. Exactly. That, that's what I was about going to from say. From the bottom to the top. The only thing I could think of with put, putting almost no thought into it, uh, other than just sitting right here, is, was that it was like, I guess mostly that thought, but kind of slightly different. Just like that, yeah, that theory of like even like people. It's like you can either be a bug or a fancy you know it's like your your behavior determines like what are you are you you know you yeah. be, we're all the same thing but are you are you a delicacy well, or are you shit uh, yeah i think it's about <laughs> self self-worth yeah 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 are you worthless or are you like rare and valuable yeah at yeah the end of the day, you're just a snail <laughs> so you know it's, it's how you look at it i think we figured it out I we, think we, we solved cracked it. the code yeah um 
after about a week or two in the bottom level, uh, Mr. T decides it's time to eat Mr. G. And he comes over and he starts scraping, you know, taking a piece of chunk out of the leg. This is at the same moment that the woman descends the platform and she sees Gorang, you know, and maybe remembers like, hey, this is the one guy who was nice to me in here. Mm -hmm. And she hops off the platform and she kills his cellmate who is trying to eat him. And then she frees him. Yeah. Um, and then she cuts up the cellmate and feeds it to him. Mm-hmm. Basically nurses him back to life and then goes on with her day. He's back to the platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so this dude is now left with the his dead cellmate for the remainder of the month who he basically just lays next to and feeds off of. Maybe that's why this could be a zombie movie. Oh, there and you go. The, I guarantee someone had that stuck in their head. That's dude, why I heard the, like, there's so many shots that like, oh, it's just like full of maggots and he's just eating the maggots. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I think God. it's just one <laughs> shot actually, but oh, it's so... Yeah, well, it's it's burning my brain. It's one time. One. Come on. Come Sorry. On. Uh, and interestingly enough, towards the end of the month, he starts to hallucinate that uh, his cellmate is now haunting him. Right. And he tells him like, well, I'm inside you now. You ate me, so we'll never be apart. And he's like, nah, I'm just hallucinating because there's gas in the room. And he wakes up. And this time, what's the third level he's on? He's in here for six months, by the way. Uh, let me see. I have So it this is his third month. Yeah. No, um, I don't. 33? Thir- yeah. 33. Yeah, that's right. There's allegories. There's like a lot of religious allegories in here. This dude refers to himself as a messiah. He kind of looks like Jesus a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, got that J-Man look. I read that he... Uh, they filmed this in real time, this movie. Yeah. And yeah. he lost, I think it was like 26 pounds by the end yeah, of filming. I read that too. Yeah. So now he's on level 33. Uh, that's a significant number in oh, Catholicism. That's yeah. the that's the Jesus number. Yep. That's the age Jesus was when he was crucified, oh, I believe. Yep. Oh. Some rel- religious allegory here. And this is where this guy starts to get this Messiah complex in this portion of the film. He has a new... Uh, cellmate, a woman who brought a dog with her. Big mistake. And she knows this guy. She's actually the woman who interviewed him to get into this prison. Yeah. Um, and Which I think I, I feel like I kind of maybe missed wh- how she got down there. I, I think I missed I, that part. She volunteered right? she as volunteered. well. She did. Okay, okay. But I'm not sure why she did. Yeah, I felt like I missed something there. Because I think I later she says that she's dying of cancer and yeah. she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. But I don't know why she wanted to end her life, uh, you know, her final yeah. days there. I have no idea. She was inspired uh, by him oh. to come into this prison. You know, so uh, maybe she's trying to get something and we don't know what it is. She does reveal that she's terminally ill with cancer. And yeah. so she's like, well, fuck it. I have, you know, I have limited time anyways. Let me go into this prison. It could have been one of those things where like, maybe there is a cure for her on the outside that like, you know, the guy wants his doctor be a professor and it's like yeah be here for six months you could be a professor yeah maybe it's like you want to live here for six months we'll give you the cure or something like that yeah i bet you it was something we don't know what she's trying to get but we do know that she is a government official she's one of the people who runs this place and now she's in here so i think if uh, our main character represents the idealist you know and then our his first cellmate represents uh you know people who've been around the block for a while who are a little less ideal the woman looking for her son just represents, I think, poverty. You know, people sure. who, like homeless people, people who are super desperate, who yeah. have nothing. This woman represents the elite. And she represents like the people who put this place together. Um, she she 
tries to develop a system where she prepares a plate for the for the people below. And then when the platform goes down, she's like, hey, I've prepared a portion for you. Eat the portion I've prepared for you and then prepare a portion for the people below. If we do this, everyone will have enough food. They basically tell her, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the main character is like, hey, do what she says or I'm going to shit on the food every day. <laughs> and you're going to be eating nothing but my shit. Um, and that kind that of was a great threat, by the way. That yeah. was a classic threat. That kind of seems to work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then he tells them, like, yeah, but we can't affect the people above us because we can't we can't shit upwards. Which was a great quote. That was my yeah. favorite quote of the movie. I can't shit upwards. Exactly. <laughs> never, never. Yeah, I mean, can't can't say it any better than that. Yeah. So, you know what? Like uh, change has to come from the top down in a fucked up society. You know, mm, yeah. you have to want to uh, help the people below you, but you can't really force the people above you to help. Yeah. Because you can't shit upwards. Um, this woman is here. You know, the homeless woman comes in one day and like kills her dog, which we saw coming. Saw that coming. I didn't know. I don't know why she did it. You know, why why she I mean, kill he, her dog? Well, he woke up the dog was already dead. Like, I mean, it's already, you know. So yeah. I who knows, you know. Didn't she say? Didn't she give a reason why she killed her dog? She's like now we're even or something. Mm, or it's like this oh, is for my maybe. Kid. Oh, did she say something like that? Cuz I guess if she knew who that lady was, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the main character has a conversation with his new cellmate about this woman who's looking for her son. She's like, hey, you know, she's been brutalized. Uh, and then the woman tells her, like, no, I checked her in. Like, her son doesn't even, it's she doesn't have a son. She's mm -hmm. gone crazy. She came <laughs> in here by herself. Uh, and nobody under the age of 16 is even allowed to be in here. So this woman, like, is an actress and wanted to get surgery to look like Marilyn Monroe. And that's why she's <laughs> in here. Um, and it's broken her, you know. Mm. Um, again, like we could read into what that's supposed to represent in society. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end of this, but yeah, I feel like we'll speed up towards the end of this movie because we don't need to like break down every little thing here. Sure. No. Um, this woman reveals that she has cancer and she really, you know, she, she tells Goring, like, I didn't know how bad it was in here. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. He kind of implies that, like, even the people who run this place aren't even fully aware of what's going on. Also, yeah. she's saying all this on level 33. It's like, yo, it's it's pretty good up here. Like, yeah. It's not even that bad. It's not even that bad. Uh, and this is where uh, this is the part of the movie where he says, like, this might not even be a prison. This might just be like an experiment about what the real world. The next level they wake up on, I think, is like 177. 202. 202. And at this point in the movie, they've even been speculating, like, how deep does this place go? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because you look down that pit and you just see nothing but infinite yeah. cells. His guy, the first roommate, he told him, he's like, I don't think it goes uh, lower than 200 levels. But mm -hmm. now they're on 202. Right. Um, his roommate, when he wakes up, she's already dead. She's like committed suicide. Um, but she left him the body. Yeah. Yeah. Like she could have jumped down. But she stayed hanging in there because it's like, yo, hey, if, you, if push comes to shove, you got to eat something. Yeah. And he Snack on this. He kind of hallucinates, you know, he's being haunted by these ghosts that like she wanted him to yeah. feed on her so that he could survive. Yeah. This movie yeah. is like this is the part I forgot about the movie. I was like, I don't remember like all the ghosts and <laughs> eating mm -hmm. people and how yeah. fucked up and violent and dark this movie yeah. was. Yeah. Um. He feasts on her and then he gets uh, to a new platform and he's on level six, six. Yeah, but he's like fucked up. It's, you know, he's a month of eating nothing but a person. So he's he's a little 
week. Yeah. And uh, but now he like has plenty of food, like the most food, the most food he's probably ever going to get. And his uh, new roommate is a man named Baharat. And this is like an African dude with a rope. Uh, His one item that he brought was a rope and he wants to climb upwards. He thinks he can like beat the system. He wants to escape. Yeah. Yeah. And he says he's never been so close. He's only six levels away. Yeah. To getting out. You think you could escape this shitty society by becoming uh, one of the people on the top, which uh, we can all relate to that sentiment, right? Mm hmm. <laughs> it's also interesting that he's on level six, but still not happy. You know, like he still wants to get yeah. further up, but it's like, yo, you are at the top. You've made it. Yeah. It's that fear of, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Like, right. I, things are good now, but right. I got to prepare because I don't know where I'm going to be next month. Mm hmm. Fuck, this movie's about rent, too. I just remember it was fucking every month, you know, you got to live in a new place. Yeah. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Always moving, the anxiety of that. Okay, so he tries to throw his rope upwards, and the people above uh, pretend like they're going to help him, but then they uh, literally shit in his face. That was wild. Yeah. That was wild. Um, And so... I was just scared for him. I thought they were going to, like, drop him and kill him. Drop him and kill him. Like, he's, like, going to fall all that way down, but... They just shit on him instead. They that was do. a terrifying. I've never seen. I've never been kind of almost jump scared by a woman shitting on a guy's. Was head. Was it a girl yeah. shitting on a guy's head? Yeah, or the, guy? yeah it, was it was the, the girl. It was the wife. It was the right? Oh, I didn't realize it was a girl. Woman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I've never had that happen to me. That's the first jump scare for me of its kind. Mm. So, uh, oh you know. yeah, something jumped. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, that was kind of amazing. Oh Goreng and Baharat, uh, you know, basically what they decide to do is they have enough food and they kind of get this idea in their head like, hey, we're so high up. We should just ride this platform down and just enforce um, rations, rations, uh, you know, that everybody gets their part. We can ride this down and guard the food and just hand out enough for everybody. We can break the system. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. Yeah. And they kind of talk themselves into doing it. And so that's what they do. They start riding down the system and they decide like, hey, for the first 50 levels, nobody's even going to get food. Like these people eat every day. So yeah. we're going to have to fight these people. Um, and they do. Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. screaming at people. They're like kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. They're like fucking doing it. They, mean, ha- they handled it. Yeah. Probably what? killing them. Like you see like the blood splatter when they hit him in the head. Like yeah. oh, that guy's probably dead. But they turn that middle platform into a, into their war vehicle. And yeah. I thought that was so dope. They do. <laughs> this is where the director said, like, yeah, this movie is a takedown on uh, capitalism. The people at the top get everything. The people at the bottom get nothing. It's also a takedown on communism or socialism, too. Because when these guys sure. try to distribute the food evenly, they end up having to kill half the people that they set out to help mm-hmm. because these people don't agree with them. Right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Either I mean, are they helping people if they're killing yeah. them? Yeah, there's there's a debate there. But then we find my favorite guy of the whole movie was the the guy in the wheelchair. I just thought like, his, I, what's the guy's the the his cellmate who tried to climb up? What was his Baharat. name? Baharat. Baharat. Oh, okay. his like mentor. I don't know how he knows this guy, but he knows yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They meet a wise man, who, an older guy, and they basically this guy's like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, yeah. like you. You're, he's like, "We're trying to break the system," and he's like, "You need to like use words. You yeah, know, use words first, and then violence." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you could just ask people nicely first, and if they don't listen, then beat them up. You don't need to beat them up first. Yeah. Which I thought was and funny. He's like, it's really important that if you're trying to break the system, you need to send a message. Uh, the platform goes up at the end of the day to be reset. You need to take a pristine piece of food um, 
and make sure it makes it back up there. If the Ooh. platform goes all the way to the bottom and returns back up with the pristine pastry, they're going to think we're not so uncivilized down here after all. You yeah. know, what are they going to do then? You know, the people at the top think we don't deserve anything because we're fucking animals. We're savages. We're going to prove to them we're not. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're going to go down. They're going to be nice and they're going to protect. Uh, what, what is that? What is the name of that pastry? dessert? Panacott. 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 That's right. Yeah. You know, like a little tear. Very fancy little pastry. Yeah, I had to collect a shitload of those in uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3. The, one of the girls' favorite desserts so was you that. Know how hard so you it had is to keep to getting that. Yeah, this was like a gorier version of the same thing. Okay. Except at the end is their freedom instead of uh, Le, Le Fong's this new bikini. was ironically Dead or Alive, if you think about it. it. Sean. Yeah, I think yeah. You, you you talked to the director before I did. we recorded this. So they start descending. They eventually start handing out food. They're protecting the panacot now, and they come to the lower levels. It's it's horrifying down there. Oh, uh, when uh, Goreng was on like level two hundred and two, he said I would count the seconds between the platform going down. Oh and coming yeah, up yeah. Every night, and he's like, and I estimate there's like two hundred fifty levels in this place. Mm. Yeah. They go down past 250. They yeah. just keep Oof. going. Oof. And it's like, you've, you thought, I love how every time somebody says this place is only so deep, it goes yeah. at least 50 yeah. or 100 levels deeper oh, every yeah. single time. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was, it's so interesting because you really, at first it's like, oh yeah, there's, you know, 200 levels or something is what we thought, first we're told. Or like 150. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so like probably the first, you know, like, I guess, Half of people are probably going to survive, but the people below are kind of fucked. But then you realize, like, oh, everyone, like, yeah. most people are fucked. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, there's only 150 levels here. Hey, half the people aren't going to have food. Then you wake up on level 170. What? Huh. Uh, all right, maybe there's 200 levels. Then you wake up on level 202, and you look down, and it just fucking keeps going. Yeah. What? Yeah. Then he's like, well, there can't be more than 250. The, the situation gets worse and worse yeah, and worse hopeless. the more they learn about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there ends up, uh, I mean, are we yet? Can I say the, the actual number? Did we already say? Well, it? we're not there yet. Not I mean, you yet. can tell them it, it, okay. they, they do eventually end on a level, but, yes. but yeah, I was, there's okay. some debate about whether they end there or not. What, what are you going to say? Well, okay. what I was going to say was it was a interesting and horrifying plot point of when the platform doesn't stop because both cellmates are dead and like, but yeah. every cell tells a story where it's like, oh, these guys are, well, these guys were naked in the bathtub together. That was kind of weird. But then there was another one where it was like, uh, no, these guys are uh, fighting each other. They like, you know, they're both like disemboweled. Or oh, this one, they have no heads. Like it's like, what the? Each thing is like yeah. fucked. Yeah, they they uh, just are descending through these levels of madness, and it's like, what? I yeah, what the fuck even happened here? It's just like yeah. dead people, dead people. It gets really, it's super creepy when you get down to like. The people down here aren't even eating. They're they're not even. The platform's just moving. And there's something creepy about the platform is just moving through these rooms, and there's no life left. But you can yeah. see that there once was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say too. I love little vignettes, like you mentioned the the guys uh, naked in the little swimming pool. They yeah, made those are the screenwriters. I heard that. Yeah, I read that. I had to look they, at behind the scenes. Why would they be naked in a pool together? That's why like not? Most, well, if you're writing it. You could write yourself doing anything. Yeah, I'm naked and pull my best friend. Should have been doing cool shit. They get to a level and um, the woman is there who's searching for her child. And again, these guys are like trying to sexually abuse her. They hop off the platform and they fight to rescue her. 
Um, but they both, Baharat and Gorang, become like very injured um, in this fight. Yeah. I thought they were both dead. I was yeah. like, I was like, what's going to happen in this? They're they're not surviving this. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And so they're like really injured. They get back on the platform and then it just descends and descends and descends. And again, they're just going down, 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 down till eventually they. It stops. Apparently hit the bottom. And you want to say what level it is? It's level 333. Level 333. Yes. Um, now, there is a lot of uh, numerology or whatever you want to say. There's a lot of symbolism behind that number. I did not realize until I looked at behind the scenes stuff afterwards quite how many. I got some of the, you know, biblical allusions in this movie, but I didn't realize how many there were with, again, the guy looking a little bit like Jesus, you know, whatever. 33 is a significant number. 333 is, I want to get this right, because I had always heard about this. My family had a thing with 333. Catholic thing, I think, maybe. Um, but uh, it was it's like a symbol of, like, prayers answered kind of thing. I had a, I had a relative that was in the hospital, and they put her in room 333, and my whole family talked about that. Oh, wow. It was like, okay, okay, okay. Oh. Well, consider um, this. <laughs> There's two cellmates in every cell. Yes. So then that's the other. <laughs> so how many people are in this uh, yeah. prison? Oh, that's 666. 400. Oh, yeah. I didn't do um, that. For yeah. me, uh, I don't know why this has become a thing in my house, but Sawyer loves it when it's like, oh, it's 222. It's 444. Whatever. She yeah. loves that. But whenever it's 333, she always goes, best time of the day. Like that, and now she just says that. Yeah. Two thirty-three, best time of the day, and the whole family just snaps as they're going about their shit. It's like that Whoa. is a number for me as well, not oh. about Bible stuff. That's really interesting. My family always points that out. They go, "Yo, it's three thirty-three." They do. That's been a thing in my family forever. Wow. That's always been a thing. I don't know why Sarah hey, started doing that, but she started doing that in the last like year or two. Yeah. Weird. The platform stops on three thirty-three. Platform doesn't stop if there's nobody alive. Who right. is down here? A little kid comes crawling out from under. Fucking Ugh. terrible. So, you know, the woman who worked here said, if you're under 16, you're not allowed to be in here. The, the mom looking for her kid is crazy. Well, here we are on the very bottom level. There is a kid in here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> the people who run this place, they have no fucking idea what's going on in here. They think they don't have to have pity for the people in here because it's like, oh, everybody in here volunteered. We have rules to make sure that nobody who doesn't belong in here is in here. Yeah, how'd this kid get here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they they feed the they they actually give the panna cotta to the kid because you know right. it's more important to feed this child. They're Which innocent. Is, yeah. Interesting, and I don't quite fully get why because the platform leaves and the panna cotta stays, and the room doesn't freeze or burn up. For some reason, it's a it's a, the panna cotta was allowed to be in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without the platform. And I'm not quite sure why that was, but I, it just was. I have a theory. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. They decide, let's feed the kid the panna cot. Uh, you know, Yeah, the platform leaves. Nothing happens. Oh, that's crazy. So then they uh, now they've lost their message, but they think, like, well, this kid will be the message. Mm-hmm. That's basically what they settle on. If we send this kid back up to the top, that's better than a panna cot. You know, we, got a, we saved a child from this world. That's... Way more important than saving a fucking dessert from this world. <laughs> mm-hmm. How will the people at the top be able to live with themselves knowing that we are civilized and we're saving people's lives when they're fucking punishing all of us, I right. guess, is the message. Mm-hmm. 
Baharat dies, though. He succumbs to yeah. his wounds. So yeah. Gorang takes the child back on the platform, and the platform goes down again. It doesn't go back up. It goes down. I don't know where it goes. It uh, goes it, into an even a deeper... black void of nothing. Black yeah. void, and down there is the ghost of... His first cellmate. His first cellmate, who basically says, like, all right, you fucking did it, man. Like, get off the platform. <laughs> let that kid go. Like, you've done it. Mm-hmm. The message will be received. And he and his cellmate walk off into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Where where do they go? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Think about this. Why doesn't every fucking inmate just get on the uh, platform and ride it all the way down and walk off into the darkness? Well, my thought was you couldn't because they would kill you and eat you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably because they were on the bottom level already. Uh-huh. But if they weren't, they would have had to see more fucked up stuff, you, maybe. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You couldn't, because mm-hmm. they would kill you and eat you. Mm-hmm. So, did Goreng even make it? Did Goreng, is this ending of the movie even what actually happens? Yeah. The mm-hmm. director of the film says no. He says, in my opinion, these dudes died going down. Mm. They died oh. riding that platform down. And everything that happens at the end is just like what he needs to think for his soul to like yeah. move on. Well, it, and it makes sense because that Goreng is, no pun intended, gored out of oblivion. I mean, yeah. he is fucking He's, massacred. You said it. Team. You're like, I don't know how they survived that fight. Yeah, I'm watching that like, bro, you killed. they killed you. Yeah. Like, what happened here? And yeah. then they stop on 333, some mm. arbitrary, you know, okay, that is the bottom, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a symbolic level. Yeah. The rules change. Like they keep the food, the platform leaves. Hey, why isn't the room heating up? Why isn't the room yeah. getting cold? You know? How is this kid down here? So how how is that kid alive on level 333 with you know no food has ever made it to that level? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think it could be argued that that all that final scene after that fight just happens in the character's mind and is not actually what happens but we don't know it's an ambiguous ending they do show the final thing is she's on the platform sleeping as it's going up it's going back up yeah, yeah. the director even said we had a scene where she arrives at the top oh, but we oh. Cut. he's like but we cut it so i'll let you imagine what they did when they found her huh. and you know i like to think hey what they do question did they see that kid on the platform and be like, oh, we got to get this kid out of here? Or did they be like, <laughs> push, you know, back to where That would have been funny. That would have been a funny ending. Damn, dude. I really wonder what how that scene would play out. Oh, what'd they do? Yeah. Oh, man, we don't know. know. I, I always love hearing about stuff that they like, oh, we cut that just before. We cut that just before. You know, I remember hearing, I always bring up The Sopranos, but I, th- apparently they shot a scene where like, dude in the members only jacket walks up to their table at the diner and that's it they just cut that but it was like we don't need to see anyone like why would they why would this guy walk up what's he doing now nah, we didn't even need to think about that you know i always love the decision to like do we add that or cut that sometimes yeah. less you know? is more yeah exactly i think for this movie like enough said i don't i did not need that extra scene yeah this movie definitely has a thinker of an ending and when you start thinking about the ending i think you have to think about the whole movie yeah. And then a lot of this movie is kind of a thinker. Mm-hmm. On the surface, it's just a really violent, futuristic prison movie. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like it's not hard to really just wonder what are they trying to say mm-hmm. with this movie? 
obviously, you know, like society's fucked up. Obvio. <laughs> obvio. Obvio. But what is the solution? That is not so obvio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the platform, basically, from beginning to end. It's, uh, popcorn shaker time. Okay. I picked this movie. I'll start. I like this movie. I think that the social commentary is extremely interesting. I, you know, rarely does a movie make you think about society in a way that doesn't like just annoy you and make yeah. you like, just turn this off. Okay, I get it. I turn get it, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very entertaining and interesting way to think about people who have more than they need and people who have less than they need. But it's, you know, it's not going to be for everyone. It's it's extremely yeah. violent. There's cannibalism there's a lot of ideas in here that are just hard to confront you know that are just uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh so i give this movie three out of five um for me i you know i wasn't sure what we were getting into yeah at first like oh it's like the twilight zone and then i kept watching like oh this is like a black mirror this is a more fucked up twilight zone and to me it it definitely if this was like a half hour shorter and this is a black mirror episode i think that would track it makes sense to me but i honestly <laughs> was enthralled the entire time yeah i was definitely disturbed but i never was like I d- i'm mad i'm watching this movie i was always interested to see what next level he was going to be on and what would happen um so overall i think i really like this movie um yeah i i can I give it three and a half shakers i i enjoyed it and i really enjoy the sci-fi elements of it and it was a a great simple premise that they took a long way i thought yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna round mine up to a four. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. They could have easily made this longer and bullshittier. And like you were saying, you know, with, with this kind of message, it's easy to for that to overstay its welcome. Like, yeah, I I'm I'm hearing you. I'm with you. Okay, I get your message. Preaching to the choir. Got it. But they didn't. This movie is concise. This movie's like ninety minutes concise. Uh, it hits everything it needs to, doesn't overstay its welcome. It's horrific, but like, yeah, a lot of shit is horrific, and I think it only helped its message that much more. Didn't to me, it didn't do it in a way that was like, oh, you didn't need to do that, you know. So yeah. I might not put put it on all the time, but <laughs> no. I would recommend it. I would recommend it to a decent amount of people. Maybe not my parents. But yeah, I like. watched it the first half at once, and then I was driving back into school and just was talking about the movie. I, I've been dreaming about this movie since I watched it, yeah. which has been unfortunate. Cause dreaming about it? Yeah, uh-huh. which I wish I wasn't. What I, platform are you on? Yeah, I, no it's, I, I don't even know what the dreams are. I just am like, I'm just seeing that fucking, I don't know. It's fucked <laughs> up. Is there food on the platform? <laughs> not really. It's just like oh, the garbage, oh, like shit, scraps. Yeah, it's, always, it's Little it's, Caesars. It's kind of fucked. Paging up. Dr. Freud. I know. Yeah, I was going to say I know. <laughs> Jeez, but I was telling Becky about it on the way to school, and then the next day we were sitting in the car talking about something. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! Did you finish that movie?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, how did it end?" Like, it was like an interesting story just be, be telling to him, you know. Uh, and I love that the one of the main characters really is the platform. Like, you don't know what it's going to be the next day. Yeah. But that's always like what's on it. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it, the platform. Uh, who's next? It's Rocco. It is me. Um. We are still in Oscar season. Uh, actually, I don't know when the Oscars are. A month from now, maybe still? I don't I, know. I thought they are in February. It's a, oh, were they? I thought I it was thought in March. I thought it was like March 10th or something. You know what? So, I, so the, not quite a month. Why the fuck am I talking? I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's early March. But anyway, we are still in the Oscar season. You know, I'm, I've made my way through. I'm making my way through some of the movies. Just, you know, whatever. I always, when I look at the nominations list, I'm, it always makes me curious what this or that is about. 
Um, uh, I'm going to pick, you know what? I, I, I watched this one already. I want to talk about it with you guys and get your take. Banshees of Inishirin. We're going to watch that, talk about it next week. And uh, that's got a lot of nominations, so we'll give you our two cents right. on it. Uh, veto. Oh. Uh, we're going to do Top Gun 2. So. Oh. All right. That's fine with me. <laughs> no, I'm, just, <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Hey, I mean, why, is, why was Top Gun 2 nominated for Best Picture? Because... I didn't see it, but was it that it good? Uh, it, it was... I loved it. It was a summer blockbuster that kicked ass. Okay. Is it, now, is that Best Picture? I'm going to say no. Yeah, but that's why they added the 10. Is it in the running yeah. for Best Picture? Th- it is. Yeah. Because every year since 2010, they yeah. add 10 nominees, and they get their blockbusters in there so people feel like they have a stake in it. They oh, I only, I only saw The Dark Knight. I got to watch I hope this. that wins. It's yeah. not going to win, people. It would be funny, though, if it did. Yeah. If you, Top Gun won. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Really, we're going to have to do a whole other movie for commentary. If you're going to nominate these shitty movies... Uh, one year they got to win because otherwise this is like just exploitation. It's, it's yeah. like when we have to come up with pitches for a video and we give them two solid ideas and one kind of like shitty idea. Yeah. And they pick the shitty ideas. Like, oh, wait, no, you weren't, you weren't supposed to pick that one. Shit. Right. Fuck. But okay. I'm going to say still a good movie though. Still a good movie. If Top Gun 2 loses, we riot. <laughs> okay. And we'll see you next week for Banshees of Inishirin. All right. Getting, getting it ready. Getting it ready.